Ever wonder who the founder of Hinduism was? Or when Jesus was really born? In each episode of this weekly series, Pathios will answer a common question from across the spectrum of major religions. It's our hope that we both broaden your knowledge and spur you on to keep digging, to keep asking questions, and to foster a greater sense of curiosity about the world's beliefs. Welcome to Answers by Pathios. Is Hinduism monotheistic or polytheistic? When most Westerners think of Hinduism, they imagine a religion that worships thousands of gods, often with multiple arms, blue skin, and an androgynous appearance. While that might be an understandable assumption based on popular Hindu religious art, it doesn't fully grasp the Hindu concept of God. While Hinduism doesn't dictate what practitioners believe or even how they personally worship, technically speaking, a Hindu could be a monotheist, a polytheist, a monist, a monolatrist, or even an atheist, and still be a good Orthodox Hindu. How could that be possible? Well, officially, Hinduism teaches that the more than 300,000 deities in the religion are really only symbols for, or manifestations of, a single transcendent reality known as Brahman, or the ultimate. In other words, Brahman is seen by many Hindus as the only real or actual god. The thousands of other gods commonly worshipped are simply avatars of Brahman, or ways of conceiving of or relating to Brahman, which is a non-anthropomorphic being. Thus, if I worship one version of Brahman, I am a monotheistic Hindu. If I worship multiple manifestations, I am a polytheist. And if I perceive Brahman as less of a god and more of a divine force in the universe, I might be considered an atheist Hindu. But in each case, my beliefs would still be considered mainstream. So, is Hinduism monotheistic or polytheistic? Well, it may be best to simply put that question on the shelf and acknowledge that Hinduism accepts both singular and multiple expressions of the divine. Whichever works best for you is traditionally seen as acceptable, as all expressions are really only ways to conceive of and relate to the ultimate, which is Brahman. Thank you for listening to this episode of Answers by Pathios. To learn more about the world's religions, please visit patheos.com today. This has been a production of the Patheos Podcast Network. If you're enjoying this series, consider checking out one of our other podcast offerings from Patheos, like From Sin to Saint. Some people might point to his anti-Nazi activism as the key thing for them. I mean, I'm, I'm compelled by that, but I think it's his theological and ethical underpinnings of his choices that really resonate for me. This willingness to die for his beliefs has inspired both religious commitment and religious violence. There were a couple of high-profile murders of abortion doctors and bombings of, of abortion providers in which the people who were convicted of the crimes identified Bonhoeffer as their inspiration. In this four-part historical exploration of the life and legacy of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, 
Join creator and host Josh Lash as he sits down with experts and walks us through the intriguing and complex life of this revered German theologian and martyr. You can find From Sin to Saint and our entire podcast catalog on patheos.com or on your favorite podcast app. Check the show notes for helpful links and more information.